12 to 1 every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Right, yes, fantastic. 73-0 win over Uruguay, uh, who I thought were a little bit better than that. Um, I actually thought Uruguay were better than Italy. Uh, more desire, uh, more passion, uh, certainly more of a contest at breakdown. Um, played for the full 80, all of those cliches, but it was still 73-0. Right, let's go and hear from some of the main protagonists. Captain Sam Kane. Sam, congratulations into the quarterfinals you go. Um, how satisfying was it for you to play those full 80 minutes? Yeah, mate, it was great. Um, it's quite a, quite a tough uh, test match, particularly in that first half. Um, we were made to, to really work for it. I think that first 20 minutes we showed um, some good composure and patience to not allow frustration to creep in. We stuck to our guns and we started getting um, some rewards. I, I thought... Uh, the Uruguay team, they've been outstanding this World Cup. They've been, they've been really impressive. Enjoyed watching their their passion, their ability to throw the ball around. So uh, congratulations to them on a, on, a, on a really good World Cup. Question on that man who's got 150 caps now for the All Blacks. 23 Rugby World Cup matches, you know, in his pocket. Sam Whitelock, how has he influenced you over your career? Oh, mate, it's a phenomenal achievement. Uh, it's, it's a lot of test matches, and I think anyone who's played a test match knows it's not just the game in the weekend it's all the work that goes into it and he's someone who epitomizes uh, professionalism and, uh, and a lot of the work that he puts in during the week is is relentless and i think that's one of the reasons he's been able to have such a long and successful career so obviously he's a huge part of this team it's good to see you back sam thank you no, thank you mate good to be back there is all black captain sam kane next up the uruguay captain Andreas, the end result wasn't the result that you're after, but up until the 20-minute mark, that was fantastico. Yeah, I mean, today we were against the best team in the world, you know, and uh, sometimes uh, you just have to keep pushing and uh, try your best. I think we, we did our best and we sure can be very proud of us for ourselves. Where do you go from this um, in terms of, you know, Uruguayan rugby? Um, how do you build from this now? Oh, I think we did an amazing, uh, amazing World Cup, you know. Uh, playing France, the host nation, uh, Italy, Namibia we won, and uh, now New Zealand. Again, playing the best team in the world, and, you know, it's all it's about learning and uh, trying to give our best, and... Uh, trying to grow sport in, in Uruguay. Gracias, thank you very much. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you. I was actually watching that game um, just at the start during the anthems and the haka and I said to someone at work here that uh, if you're a rugby fan in Uruguay, and there wouldn't be as many in Uruguay as there are here, how awesome a moment for them to play the All Blacks at a World Cup for the first time and I, I really do think they put in. Let's now hear from All Black head coach Ian Foster. Well, Fozzie, congratulations. The first job was to make it to the quarterfinals, but the first 20 minutes are a little bit frustrating. Actually, what we expected, we spoke about it how I think we flagged early. We, we thought they did a really good job over the ball in, in the early games and showed that again. Um, took a long, long time for us to be able to figure out how we're going to do a, have a proper scrum, <laughs> and, and that sort of depowered us a little bit. But I think once we figured that out, I, I was really pleased with the patience. 
Any concerns, maybe some of the little details that are sort of getting picked up, you know, um, the clean out by Richie Mwanga um, on, on the Uruguayan player. Is there, is there some things you'll highlight maybe um, to World Rugby about, I suppose, some of the details? Yeah, there's a f probably a few things from that game, but at the end of the day, it was a, you know, it took a little while to settle down and it, and it felt like um, there was a bit of a microscope on us, I guess, um, but at the end of the day, we've, we've just got to accept that. And, and again, I, I like the, the communication we had internally. We, we tried to work our way through that frustration and, and not panic. And, you know, it would have been easy to get a bit frustrated after that first 20, but we didn't. And, and hung together well, got the bonus point by, by half time and, and finished strong. What about the response, particularly in the second half? Because clearly you would have given messages. I saw you write, even to the last five or six minutes of the game, you were talking and, and I suppose still communicating with the team down there. Was that important? You, you felt as though those messages were getting through? Yeah, look, I think they, they'd solved most of the problems by then. And uh, it, w it was critical, I felt, that we, we finished the last 15 minutes really strong. Like, a, you really want to go on, on a high in a game like that. And I think once you break a team, you've really got to keep the the foot on the throttle and I guess like last week I'm really pleased with that last quarter because of that. I've got to ask you, I mean clearly um, both you know, tight head props, they come off. Um, I'm assuming there's no update right now but are you a little bit concerned given the fact you're what, nine, ten days away? Yeah, well obviously Tyrell's early, it looked like a, bit, a knee injury, a medial um, and he looked a little bit worse and Fletch was probably a little bit more precautionary than anything so hopefully that's not too bad at all but Tyrell will have to wait and see. In terms of this performance and what you're looking for on the back of what was impressive performance last week, are you satisfied, happy that you're ready for what's coming up next? Yeah, I think we are. You know, I think we're ready. And, um, you know, it was a different game. It, it was it was a little bit messy. Uh, we, we The set piece, we weren't able to exert our, our, our force. I, I think we can keep growing confidence in that. And, you know, we, we've done the first step of this of this objective and now, now the next one. All right, thanks, Fozzie. Thanks, Golden. And next up, I was delighted uh, for the game, uh, of the game, by Cam Roygaard getting his second start uh, for the All Blacks in the nine jersey. Let's hear from the number nine now. Well, Cam, congratulations. Look, uh, you know, a quarterfinal bound, but sometimes you need some adversity and sort of that first 20, did it feel like adversity for the team out there? Yeah, definitely. Um, it felt like we couldn't quite get over the um, chalk to start with and everything was getting pulled back. And um, definitely Uruguay, credit to them, they're putting us um, under plenty of pressure at the breakdown and sort of struggle, we were struggling to get a bit of momentum. So, yeah, it was a great challenge early on, and, but um, credit to us to stay composed and be able to get back in the style of footy we wanted to play. Who were the guys that were out there that starting to lead that charge? I mean, nice to have the likes of Sam Kane out there driving it. And what were the messages he was trying to send as things weren't quite going your way? Yeah, I think we were just um, talking about being ball focused, you know, they're bringing that niggle at the breakdown and um, that's where our attack starts. So um, if we don't get that right, then they put that pressure on us, which they were to start with. So that was a big focus for us and then just trying to um, have a bit of control with our exits and playing in the right area, area of the field. So, yeah. And when you score 90 points in a game the week before and you're trying to build your game, was there a sense maybe of overplaying a little bit? Did you come in with maybe a little bit of focus of ball in hand too much? Um, yeah, like, like you say, it is um, potentially that can happen when we play um, sides that, or previous weeks that we do put um, plenty of points on. But um, as we saw in that first 20, because we got challenged, we had to. Um, we knew that we couldn't overplay because then that's sort of what they were wanting to um, wanting to do. Um, so once I think once we got that balance right, we were able to um, get a bit more control and yeah, sort of play the rugby that we're after. 
asked the same of, of both Fozzie and, and, and D-Mac. Does it, do you get the sense? You look at the group and obviously there's a couple of niggles that have happened out of this game, but it appears as though the confidence just continues to build. Is that the feeling you get? Yeah, definitely. We're always trying to get better each week and um, I think we are still heading in the right direction, but now we know that we're into knockout footy, so we've got to make sure that we're really ruthless in our preparation, make sure that no stone's unturned so then we're not getting any shocks or surprises um, come next week. You having fun out there? I mean, you, are you enjoying it in the moment or do you feel as though the fact that you're just, you're just focused on making sure you're being the best player you possibly can be? Are there moments you're feeling as though, you know what, this is great? Yeah, I think um, like when we score tries, obviously, it's pretty great. But um, there's definitely times where, you know, you're just trying to do your role and do your part for the team. And there are a couple of times where I didn't get it right. So I wasn't really having fun then. But, um, yeah, like, it's a great team to be a part of. And, you know, when, the, when we play um, the rugby that we're after, like, I love that. It suits me. So, yeah, there's definitely times where I'm just like, yeah, this is great. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Really good question by Jeff Wilson. Are you actually having fun? Because he's so industrious out there and it's like... It's not this, I think for Cam Roy, this is a job now and I've got to really make the most of it and um, do my best at my work. Um, but he's got such a good mature head on his shoulders, which I think came through in that chat with Jeff Wilson. Uh, let's go to the phones. Oh, he rings. I talk. Dino Dunedin. Yeah, mate, I absolutely loved that. Loved all of that game. The first 20 minutes, I was a little bit concerned about the referee and, and the breakdowns just why can't rugby union sort it out? But one concern I got is I don't understand how the um, comments people that Sky employ after the game all talking about why do we have to bring Damien and Lester on with 20 to go? Why can't we start? They're clearly the best two attackers in the team. Why can't we start them, win the game, and bring on the experienced guys? Bowden even makes the 23 to finish it. Mm. Or hold on, or something. Why do we like? It's like you're creating a whole lot of pressure. Like, get the best players on the field at the start, get the game won if you're good enough, and then bring the other guys on. It makes way more sense to me. And if Lisa Fanuku can't get the number 11 jersey, give him Sam Kane. He got three turnovers, <laughs> one pick and go try. What did Sam Kane do apart from make tackles? Yeah, he did top Be the honest. tackle count, Sam Kane. He did top the tackle count. Um, so what? Every number seven is going to top the tackle count if that's all you're there doing. You've got no turnovers. He hasn't got a turnover for 18 months there. Mm. Against these big teams, we're going to need a little bit of ball. Leicester got three. What's a left winger getting three turnovers for and your number seven getting none? I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. And why would you leave it to 20 minutes? And they're even talking about if he can get a reserve spot. Well, he'd be my first pick. Mark Tilly is good, but he's a right winger. If Will Jordan is a better right winger, sorry, Mark, you might not even make the 23. He might not, actually. I think Leicester's done enough. I think Damien McKenzie's cemented in the 23 now. I thought he was just about the All Blacks' best, if not the best on the park. Um, eerily fantastic, decision-making fantastic. Um, and for such a little bugger, He's got so much power-to-weight ratio. Maybe the, the tacklers underestimate him because he always seems to get his hands free, drove over for a try, breaks, finds soft shoulders. I was really impressed with DMAC. And he'll tackle. He'll make the tackles, but yep. Bowden won't. Like I, Bowden was, Damien is Bowden McKenzie four years ago. 
Yeah. Bowden and Barrett four years ago. They're that similar. It's unbelievable. But they're starting the wrong guy. Like, I just, why? Mm. Why are we doing it? Oh, so I know. Finally worked out, we, it's, a, it's a rugby hour, I know, but I haven't had bugger all sleep. I didn't want to watch the Palmers back. Couldn't be bothered. But I got up just as we we're about to start. And I've watched some cricket stuff, but I've never watched that. That was chanceless. Yeah. Chanceless. Unbelievable stroke making. And it's taken how long to get Conway opening the banning? Because we did the same with him. He broke his fist. He was that pissed off <laughs> once before. <laughs> so why do we do it in New Zealand? I don't get it. Yeah, we're, I just don't understand it. We're adverse to quick change. Yes, we are. we got calls. Dino, I appreciate you kicking us off today, though, mate. Uh, enjoy your day down in Dunners. Let's go over to Aussie. Talk to Darren. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Oh, Mate, what a great morning to wake up and be a Kiwi, eh? Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty frustrated this morning because uh, I was going to watch the game, then I had a meeting at 7.30 at a job, and I'd probably turn up to this job, and the guy goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, we don't need you today. Can you come back Tuesday? I want no, to bring you no. So I was like, I can't, I can't not listen to you guys today. It'll drive me insane. So I had to look at the score. So I'm going to watch it tonight, but uh, yeah. Thanks for your uh, your updates. It's been good. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, no, it was... and um, just one. It was good. One other thing. Uh, my boss. He is still going to France. He's still going to the quarterfinals, even if the Wallabies aren't there. God bless him. He's a rugby fan first. He is. He is. I only breached the topic with him a couple of days ago because I was still too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's good. He'll still enjoy himself. I'm sure. Yeah, but I mean, oh, Black Caps, when I saw that score this morning, it was even reported on Melbourne Radio when I woke up at 5.30. Wow. So, that's just saying, they haven't reported one thing about the Rugby World Cup the entire time, but they reported about the Black Caps beating England. So, that's all I'll say. Excellent. I'm pleased to hear that. It's just a shame we're not crossing to Jimmy Smith today because uh, I would have loved to have talked to him and wound him up about our performance, but never mind. All right, Darren, I'm pleased you've woken up a happy man this morning. It's a great day. Thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Darren out of Aussie, 0800 150 11. Final lines are open. We'll come back shortly. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. Back to the phones we go. We've got Mikey. G'day, Mikey. Oh, g'day, Staffy. Um, look forward to the cricket chat you're going to have later on. Mm. Uh, brilliant performance. Um, and I'm very tired. Unbelievable. Just so, Will Jordan... Um, Mark Talia, Lester Fainuku, Damien McKenzie. Uh, did I say Mark Talia? Yep. Um, yep, who have I missed out there? How do we shoehorn it that those players have to be in the 23? I don't, oh, think, I I don't, I don't think we can. Yeah. Uh, when you've got a good I mean, team, would, good players miss out. Yes. Um, I mean... I saw enough from Damien McKenzie, I'd be like, oh, I, I find him quite tasty at fullback when we're going forward, you know. 
I do think uh, I, I know on our commentary, uh, Christian Callum before the game made a very good point that it's easy to look good against teams like Namibia and Uruguay, and that's all you can do is look good. Um, but Damien McKenzie, he's he's got enough experience now to to know when to have a level head and know when to play that expressive eyes up rugby. I, I think he's cemented in the twenty three. Yeah, I think so too, and I think Cam Roygar definitely is. Yeah. And uh, but I, you know, I'd I'd be tempted to have uh, Leicester um, as centre cover as well. Mm. Um, all I heard because I was listening to it on the radio, had to go to work, so the second half I, I didn't see on TV. But all I heard was Leicester's name, yeah. pick and go, picking it up, charging up the field. I mean, he's such a powerful go forward uh, player that um, look. I, they probably won't pick him for this quarterfinal, but I hope if we do win and go deep, that he gets an opportunity in the semis and the, and, and so forth, going deep into the competition. Mikey, can I, I, ju- I just wa- I just want to read you Ken's text because I think it's not bad, and he says, "Staff Talia will definitely be on the wing with Jordan Leicester got three tries against Uruguay, but he made a lot of errors and looked slow, especially turning around. And I'd still have Anton Leonard Brown ahead." Uh, on the bench ahead of him, and that's for Blackout away off the pace. Yes, uh, I, I don't always agree with Ken, but I just think Leicester is slow to turn and chase. I don't think he has great defensive reads when he plays on the wing. Wonderful defender when he gets body on body, but he he, he got beaten on the outside today. Um, I'm not saying he's a poor player and he, he's a really valuable no, asset. What Ken might want to sort of take his Auckland blinkers off there for a second is look at his pick and go. He's almost like a loose forward in, in, oh, in some aspects. Incredibly powerful. And and we don't. I mean, with with Mark Mark Lee is great. Don't get me wrong. I think he is fantastic. And obviously, Will Jordan. Um, but in terms of a pure power player, I mean. I don't know. I just I think it'll be a good option in the twenty three. That's mm. just that's just my. That's but just remember, I, both yeah. both sides of the ball too. No no problem on attack. Absolutely no problem on attack. But we're going to have to be so good defensively against the bigger teams too. Yeah, is Bodie a great defender? <sighs> he's okay. Um, is he? I'd say he's is he? He's probably a better reader than Leicester Final. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a specialist analytical rugby coach, you know? Yeah. At least in my mind anyway, I think all those players, including, you know, Ken, I do like Mike Kalia, um, uh, I think playing well. Um, So if we get to go forward against, uh, it's going to be Ireland. Ireland's Ireland's going to be our our opponent. Mm. If we get to go forward, then it's quite exciting, I think, for for the backs. If If everything clicks, Win for a game. Mm. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah. Quarterfinals right. weekend's going to be brilliant. <laughs> Early night for me, so I can catch us on some sleep. So yes, do good. that. Hey, thanks, Daffy. Cheers, buddy. Awesome, yeah, very, very good. You're always welcome to call us anybody on 0800 150 811. Um, what did we say? 73 0 win over Uruguay. And officially, New Zealand beat England. By nine wickets with 82 balls remaining. And that run rate, put it in the bank. We might not need it, but if we do, it's there. The net run rate difference and England, well, they've got a loss and a really bad run rate now. So um, it's not over for England, but uh, boy, they're going to have to really uh, wake up or shape up. Um, Ben Stokes will be hurried back into the team. And do also remember that New Zealand... Uh, their squad of 15, only 11 were fit to play. 
So it was like there was no selection quandary. There were only 11 players with both Williamson and Saadi with a well-known injury issue returning to play protocols. But Ish Sodi and Lockie Ferguson, both with niggles that precluded them from being selected. I hope this doesn't bite us on the bum that we've selected uh, 15 players, two of which that can't play early in the tournament, and now a couple of niggles, because more niggles will come. More niggles will come. Heaven help us if we have to have Gary Stead fielding at third man and not allowed to bat, or uh, Chris Donaldson. Interesting times, but oh, fantastic performance from both our national representative teams at the World Cup. Cricket World Cup, Rugby World Cup, on at the same time. Absolutely love it. Give us a yell, though, 0800 150 811. We'll take some news and we'll return. Twelve to one every weekday during Rugby World Cup 2023. This is the Rugby World Cup Headline Hour on Afternoons with Staffy. We are back. Phone lines are open, 0800 150 A couple of texts uh, have come in. Uh, from Chris Lester's there's a great attacker, but any player with half-decent pace can turn him inside out. Uh, Staff from Ken. Uh, I've read that one. Uh, Staffy, go the Mighty Magpies this weekend. Oh, this is my mate, Marshy. Uh, we have been through a lot in the Bay this year and still have a long way to go. So just do it for our great province and forget the haters. NZRU, pull your finger out and sort the out the other issues. Up the magpies, yes, Marshy. Um, so many affected by dumb motivations by a few. Uh, from Liam, Mark Talia beats the first defender every time he gets the ball and needs at least two defenders to bring him down. He's in my All Blacks team over Fa'o every day of the week. And... Um, a bit of tongue-in-cheek one here from uh, Chris. Breaking news. England feel like they won the opening match of the World Cup as all 11 of their batsmen reached double figures and only two New Zealanders managed to get off the mark. <laughs> I tell you what, they've been, they've been slated in the British media for their performance. I can tell you that for free. Absolutely slated. Just watching the finish of this race at Timaru. Got the winner. Got the winner, Sammy. Got the winner. Um, we've got a little bit of audio for you from the Irish camp and of course a, a massive game for them that is on Sunday morning 8 o'clock commentary here Daniel McCarty and Christian Cullen really forming a wonderful commentary relationship they are um, yes so Ireland, Andy Farrell, ahead of the Scotland game. He was asked, ahead of the Scotland game, are you across all the permutations uh, permutations, sorry, and consequences, or is it just about winning the game? Oh, yeah, we, we want to win. It's, um, it's, a, it's a massive game. It's so important to, 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 um, to us, and certainly, obviously, to them, but to, to the travelling fans and the people back home, etc. It's, it's, it's a huge game. Um, we have Ian Henderson in our group. He's good. At, he's good at maths, so we're across everything as far as that's concerned. But the easiest way is to make sure that we uh, we, we uh, perform well and and deserve to to, to win the game outright. And of course, while we all celebrated Samuel Whitelock's 150th Test cap, just 
it's just an incredible achievement. Uh, Ireland will be celebrating one of their own, uh, Peter Omani. He will bring up his 100th cap on Sunday morning. Um, both Andy Farrell and Johnny Sexton were asked to comment on their great loose forward, Peter Omani. Oh, well, we can, we can sit there here all day, the two of us, and, um, and, and talk about what he, what he brings, what he, what he means to us all, um, what type of bloke he is. What type of family man he is, etc. We, we'd, we'd be here the whole press conference, but I, I would say he's, he's to sum him up, he, he's selfless. I mean, some some you guys would see the performance on the pitch, and it's heroic from from Pete. Like you know, you can see the what it means to him to play for Ireland, etc. But we obviously see behind the behind the scenes, and he's definitely 100 one, one of the one of the best I've ever seen at making the dressing room feel right. And 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 it's not it's not just a skill; it's him being himself because it's genuine, you know. And I'm sure Johnny would echo this: that there's no better man that you would want in the side of, uh, sat at the side of you in the, in, in the dressing room at the weekend than Peter Miner. He's a, a selfless player that um, gives everything to his teammates. A fantastic teammate, uh, top draw as far as the teammate is concerned, and he backs that up with consistent performances um, uh, week in week out. Uh, for Ireland and for Munster. Yeah, he's, he's been a great friend of mine uh, over the last however many years we've been playing together, probably 12, 10, 11, 12 years, I'm not sure exactly. Um, like if I said, a consistent form, big game player, um, I would say. Um, obviously, leader in the group. Um, very different to, to some of the other leaders, Like, but he's got his... You know, he knows the dressing room. He knows uh, he's such a huge part of it. I don't think you guys get to see the real Peter Armani. He gives very little away when he when he sits up here. Uh, one word answers. Uh, but he's the light and soul of the dressing room behind behind closed doors. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a privilege to play with him all the time. And um, we'll be playing for him as much as we are for ourselves on, on Saturday. Yes, um, fantastic player, isn't he, Peter Romani? Just a hard nut, absolute hard nut. Um, so looking forward to that. Just a reminder, Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, live commentary on SCNZ. On your Sunday morning, Daniel McCarty, Christian Cullen, blow by blow. What's going to happen in that one? Um, thoughts on that All Blacks performance? Um, I've just realised the rural roundups on, what would I say? two-thirds of the country, three-quarters of the country. So if you call, you'll get straight through. Who did enough from that game last night that maybe was on the cusp of the 23 or outside the 23 who now unarguably have to go in? I've actually just looked on uh, stuff and I've done player ratings. Now, I'm not a huge fan of player ratings because unless you can sit down and watch every player, every minute and their contribution, um, they're probably not that accurate um, but bearing that in mind I guess it's your initial instinct um, topping the list with there was only one 9 out of 10 I think I'll just have a quick scan only one 9 out of 10 and that was Damien McKenzie I was really impressed with him particularly when you get a little guy uh, it's the aerial taking the high high kicks but he's he's got he's got springs in his shoes that young fella um, I loved his little behind the pass uh, behind the back pass which is a little bit highlight really but it worked um, Will Jordan I thought he was efficient ran away from Damian McKenzie uh, I think that would have been the opening try 
at some stage early on in the game, ran away from Damien and ended up isolated over on the sideline. A um, couple of wonderful passes, though, by Will Jordan. I think Anton Leonard-Brown showed what poise and class he still retains. And that experience, when you get into the cauldron of 10 minutes to go, down by four, that sort of scenario, I think Anton Leonard-Brown's a great man to have uh, on the bench or even starting. Um, Geordie Barrett... I don't want to be critical, don't want to be critical, but he did lose the ball uh, in contact more than once. Um, Uruguay seemed to be able to stifle him. He doesn't have the fast feet that a lot of the 12s have. Certainly got a physical present, presence in defence, um, and he only got to play, I think he went off about 10 minutes into the second half. Um, he's still my preferred fullback. Not many people agree with me, but I like him at fullback. He's got a cannon of a boot. He can kick goals from beyond halfway, which could be vital at the pointy end of the tournament as well. Um, Leicester, uh, I think I looked up, he ran the most metres in the game, 185 metres as well. A couple of bad passes, got stood up by his opposite wing. Um, And I think he... He did one amazing kick. I never realised he had about a 50-metre punt on him, but he did. Richie Maunga, um, handy. Couple of neck rolls by uh, New Zealand players, I think. Did uh, Bowden Barrett get a neck roll? Richie Maunga definitely got picked picked off for a neck roll. Uh, Cameroy guard efficient. Given it's only his second start, I think he improved as the game went on. Um, no slight on him for losing the ball over the try line for the first try. Uh, in the replay, in the head-on replay, I saw that he had it completely covered by his arms, but good work by the defender to um, to knock it free. And uh, actually on Anton Leonard-Brown, I thought that um, dive, the, the Scott, Sattler type, uh, Scott Sattler type tackle in the corner to deny... Um, to deny that first try to the Uruguayan blindside flanker. That was fantastic. I th- actually thought it was a try. I thought Tupavai was great, uh, given his limited his limited appearances. Uh, Sam Whitelock, industrious. Tyrell Lomax, sounds like he might be out for a little while. Uh, only played five, ten minutes, something like that. Cody Taylor, good at the lineouts. Um, Offer was okay as well. The bench players. Um, Ethan Blackadder was a bit disappointing. He'll be disappointed. Um, lost the ball a couple of times. Uh, he was okay, uh, but I think lack of game time at this level. I think we saw what happened there. Uh, Finley Christie didn't do much wrong when he came on. Bowden Barrett had that poor kick. Although watching him put that kick through, he was trying to put that back spin on it to get it to sit up in the air so our chasers could get it, and it only just missed the upright. Ended up a poor kick, but it could have been amazing but wasn't quite right, and Caleb Clark just did Caleb Clark things. Uh, but 0800 811 is the number. Uh, are we taking a break or are we taking Gary? we take Gary now. G'day, Gary. Morning, Steph. What a great morning to be a Kiwi, eh? Isn't it? Stuff. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Um, it just quickly on the ABs. Um, I think really the only one that cemented himself who was maybe slightly unsure, that's Cam Roygaard. He's 100% in there, isn't he? He has to be. Yeah, he's just so strong, and he's he's just yeah. that. Uh, I've I've harped on about it. I like players that are halfbacks that are the triple threat, kick, pass, run, and he's got all three. Yeah, and he's also got that ability. Just like there was that one stage there where it went wrong at the back, and he had to go back, pick up the ball, and he's got he's just those good players just have time to make decisions. 
And you can see it. He, he weighed up his options. He stepped on the right, and then he stepped off the left again. Boom, boom, boom. He's over. Mm. He's just, yeah, heads up rugby. I like it. You know, and he is, as you say, he's very strong. But um, I'd like to talk about the Black Caps, if I may. I know Certainly. it's the rugby hour, but no. oh, my God, that was just the most awesome start to the World Cup. I managed to sit through like half the first innings and it's like, oh, I've got to go to sleep. And I thought, oh, for sure when I wake up, we're chasing 300 plus. <laughs> How are our bowlers pegged them back? I don't know, because it wasn't a bad batting surface. I mean, that's just such an impressive performance. And then for yeah, the two Wellington boys to get out there and show their skills, oh my God, that was just awesome. <laughs> and Glenn Phillips to get a couple of crucial wickets. I mean, you need things yeah. like that. You need, like Rachin Ravinder and Glenn Phillips were the two for me. I mean, Ravindra got a bit of tap uh, when he was bowling, but I know he's a handy batter, but geez, he was, he was clinical. We've we've seen it here watching him play for Wellington for the last couple of seasons. He's he's just talent. I was I was harping on about him earlier this season, saying he should be in the test side. He is a, a classy top order batsman, and we've got another one down here too who will make his way into it, I reckon. Um, but yeah, yeah. And as for his bowling as well, I think he's still a bit of part time I mean, but that'll get better. He's only young, and yeah, like I say, he bought that wicket. I mean, that was what four four six. <laughs> and then a goober down the throat. <laughs> and that was a terrible ball as well, to be fair. But, hey, look, you take them, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. it was just, just a really impressive performance all around there. Just, so, yeah, so stoked to wake up and see that result. Yeah, that's well, yeah. we're in for another few good weeks. Uh, cricket and Rugby World Cup all oh. at the same time. It's just stunning. Yeah, yeah. We constantly get written off by the overseas media when it comes to cricket. But we, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not wrong, we have the best record in um, cricket for getting to the semi-finals at World Cups. I, I don't think there's anyone even close to us that get to the semi. So I don't know what they, they just seem to write us off, like especially the English. They were, they were starting to get stuck into Smithy a bit last night too. So <laughs> it would have actually been nice to actually hear it closer to the end and see if he started biking back. A oh, bit. you know he would have. Yeah. He's razor sharp, yeah. Smithy. Yeah, it would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Gary, we've got to push on. Great to hear so, from you, mate. Yep, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, buddy. Uh, we'll take a break.